My name is Caroline Mitchell. I'm the director of the Vulvovaginal Disorders Program at the Massachusetts General Hospital and a general OBGYN. Today, we're gonna to be talking about the vaginal microbiome after menopause. So the vaginal microbiome is the collection of bacteria that live in the vagina. And although these microbes have been described by microscopy for decades, the molecular characterization of the microbiome has opened up a new world for us of describing the microbes that are present all around the body. The vagina is a unique site where a simple microbiome is thought to be healthy as opposed to the diverse microbiome that's healthy in the mouth or the gut. And humans are unique among all animal species in that our vaginal microbiota is dominated by lactobacillus in many cases. No other animal species has this type of microbiome suggesting that the vaginal microbiome is doing really important things for reproductive health in humans. The vaginal microbiome has been linked to multiple reproductive health outcomes, including preterm birth, increased risk for acquisition of HIV and other sexually transmitted infections, persistence of human papillomavirus infection, and possibly progression to dysplasia, and additionally, possibly risks of infertility, although those links are far less supported by existing data. After menopause, what we know is that the composition of the vaginal microbial community shifts and becomes less lactobacillus dominant in many women, although not all. In about 20 to 50% of women after menopause, that lactobacillus dominance, which we associate with better health outcomes before menopause, that remains. We don't know what determines who loses their lactobacilli after menopause and who gets to keep them. And we also have very few data suggesting whether that lactobacillus dominant community is as beneficial after menopause as we think it is before menopause. So one of the most predictive things for a lactobacillus dominant vaginal microbial community after menopause is whether someone is on estrogen therapy, whether it's oral or topical. In the month after starting estrogen therapy, the proportion of women with lactobacillus dominance increases significantly. This is a very clear effect. But one of the things that's unclear is whether that is simply a marker of a healthy vagina or whether the lactobacilli themselves are acting on the vaginal epithelium and promoting health, whether it's sort of a circular relationship or whether the microbes are just a marker of a healthy estrogen replete vagina. Thus far, the newer therapies for postmenopausal vaginal discomfort, like prasterone, like the vaginal laser, also ospemaphene, seem to change the vaginal microenvironment in a way that promotes lactobacillus colonization. But again, whether this is sort of a downstream effect that just is a marker of beneficial effects on the epithelium or whether it's part of promoting vaginal health after menopause is not very clear. Two main takeaway points about the vaginal microbiome after menopause is, number one, we are missing the data necessary to tell us whether the microbiome is a marker of health or an effector of health. Is it just showing us that someone is healthy or is it really promoting health? And I think understanding the answer to this question is fundamental to how we think about therapies for postmenopausal vaginal health. Because we don't know the answer to that question, the second takeaway point about vaginal health after menopause is that probiotic interventions, at this point, 
there are limited situations in which I think probiotics might be beneficial. And there are a lot of caveats there because there's almost no longitudinal studies showing clear benefit of probiotics in any of the things where we think they might be helpful. There are no studies looking at probiotics and their impact on um, genitourinary syndrome of menopause. There is one study looking at the impact of probiotics and urinary tract infection, and these were not shown to be as good as an antibiotic, but there was not a control to show whether they're better than nothing. And then in terms of risk for cervical dysplasia and persistent HPV infection, there is no data about whether probiotics would be beneficial there. So I think the takeaway message is there is a great deal we don't know. And until such time as we have good data, the proven intervention to improve vaginal health as demonstrated by a change in the microbiome is fat, is estrogen of some sort or a hormonal treatment of some sort. And that probiotics at this time are for the most part a waste of money for most people. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope what you've taken away from this is that Number one, vaginal health is very important for women of all ages and definitely postmenopausal women. And that number two, we need a lot more research in this area to better identify what's going on and what we can do to help our patients.